All right. Good morning, everybody. Today's date is June 26th of 2022. We are reading from the big book of AA, pages 87 through the end of the chapter. We'll be starting at the paragraph that begins as we go through the day, all the way to the end of the chapter. After the reading, we're going to have a speaker, a share. Pardon me. We will have a speaker. Um, Janie will be speaking to us, Janie B, for about 20 minutes. So Janie, go ahead and start your timer. And I'll also start mine just so between the two of us, hopefully we'll get it. All right. Go ahead, Jamie, Janie. Carla, are we going to read the... the Oh, wait, guys, geez, Louise, the last Sunday, and I totally forgot. Yeah, thank you, Rachel. <laughs> it helps to have the reading. We are going to have our friend Rachel W., who's going to read the paragraph. Thanks, Rachel. Go ahead. Hey, Rilla. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Rachel W., compulsive overeater um, with my disease and remission today in Western North Carolina. Um, as we go throughout the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. We alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. But this is not all. There is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. Marla, you're muted now. Darn it, you just stopped trying so hard on the last day. Uh, Janie B. is going to be our speaker. Take it away, please, Janie. Hi, everybody. I'm Janie B. I'm a compulsive eater, and I am grateful to be in service today as your speaker. Thank you all for being part of my recovery. In these rooms, in this fellowship, through sponsorship, armed with the instructions as laid out in the first 164 pages of the AA Big Book, with my honesty, my openness, my willingness, using the tools and doing the work, I have discovered a peace beyond understanding. I'm gonna to try to speak about a piece beyond understanding and put it into words. Certainly they've done the instructions in the big book. Miraculously, I have found that peace even with food and food behaviors. I, I came into the program February 17, 2020. I was in my 60s. I had had enough of misery. I lived a very God-blessed life. And my consciousness, <clears throat> my lower consciousness, my ego, my fear, driven by a hundred forms of fear, 
told me I wasn't enough because I weighed 168 pounds. <clears throat> it told me that when I weighed 130 pounds. My ego had been telling me that for as long as I could remember that I was worth what I looked like and what I weighed and it was never good enough. I am a food addict because I thought that food was the solution. When I was thinking about what to share, I start every day in prayer and meditation, and I am so blessed that as God would have it, I was asked to speak. I picked a date because the date was right for me, and it ends up it's on the 11th step, which is where I do the maximum amount of service and uh, the maximum amount of living every day. And that's where I have found the peace beyond understanding. So here God's given me the opportunity to share that with all of you who have shared so freely with me. I get so much from this meeting every week. I write down quotes all the time and I might end up saying something that probably one of you said and I'm copying you and don't remember who to give credit to. Yesterday, the reading in our Voices of Recovery it is sanctioned by OA and it's a daily reader. I have two of them and I start my morning every day reading these two plus other spiritual readings. Yesterday it said, um, what's it? Oh, two days ago, what all of us have in common is that our bodies and minds seem to send us signals about food, which are quite different from those the normal eaters receive. That's a quote from the 12 and 12 of OA, page two. And here's what the writer says. My diseased mind tries to tell me that by compulsively eating certain foods, I can make a situation better. That's insane. I was a very anxious child. I'm a very anxious adult. And, I, and my sick mind tells me, eat something that will make it better. That will take away the anxiety. And my experience told me it never did. It brought on greater problems, depression, isolation, loss of self-esteem. Thank God for my disease. It didn't, for who knows why, the situation hadn't yet gotten to physical disease, no diabetes, some joint pain. I was actually a fitness instructor. And my disease, and I was an excellent fitness instructor because I like to be of service. But my disease kept telling me it wasn't good because of how I looked. I wasn't thin enough. No one, no one will believe it. <sighs> Absolutely insane thinking, and my ego does not let me be. And my solution was food, food for any form of fear, food for any happiness. I didn't think I had a right to be happy. So when happy came up, it had to be accompanied with food. Happy, had, happy deserves this food. Depression gets that food. I came into the program and thank God, the woman I asked, she had a higher power and she was willing to sponsor me. Everything from her ego also was screaming, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. <laughs> And higher power told me, you got her. So she sponsored me. And I sponsor others. And I highly recommend that to everybody here. We can't, I couldn't do this alone. 
I don't think any of us can do this alone. <clears throat> We're all just walking each other home, is what Ram Das says, and that's what I remind myself as I go through program. We're all just walking each other home, and thank God I am not alone anymore. So this connection, another saying, another slogan, connection for protection, has taken the place of food for me. Anxiety comes up. I am driven by a hundred forms of fear. The connection is now my solution. How do I connect to the program? The recipe is right here. You can see how worn out my book is. Pages are falling out. I can't, I have a brand new clean book. I can't part with it. This is my new attachment. It's no longer to sugar. And it's no longer to a big fat hero sandwich with mayonnaise dripping out. It's to this book, this sloppy book is my, um, my be most beloved possession. I have to do the work. I can't, faith, as it said in the reading, there's, so I could take every sentence and maybe I'll get back to the reading so it's not to get lost. I feel like I'm jumping all over. So my sponsor did take me on. Um, I've heard in these rooms a saying I love. I came for the vanity and stayed for the sanity. For me, I think the reason why the program worked so quickly and has stuck, and I haven't had any major relapses. I've had two little relapses that if I have time left, I will get to. And Marla, I was too nervous and I couldn't actually start my timer. I have no idea. So assistance okay, would you've be got, great. I think you're at uh, 12 minutes or 13 left. Um, I actually came for the sanity. As I shared, I was in my 60s. I did not have disease from overeating. I knew that my mind was killing me. I knew that the self-loathing and the misery and the prison I was keeping myself in was of my making. My body wasn't doing it to me yet. My vanity was killing me, stopping me from living and enjoying all of God's blessings. My world was, I made my world so tiny because I made it about an obsession with dieting and I was a terrible dieter. I hear in these rooms, a lot of you were good dieters. You lost and gained 100 pounds. I was a terrible dieter. I could never stick. Be I think three months in Weight Watchers was the longest I was able to do. And as soon as I left, uh, you know, as soon as that was over, or I got even, I never reached a goal weight. Got near a goal weight, I was back at it again, and the weight continued to creep up. I came for sanity. I came fully to the sponsor to surrender. I knew my, in my 60s, I was coming to terms with this great Buddhist principle of impermanence. I ain't going to live forever. Nobody is. I wanted to live in peace. I wanted peace for my own mind. If I had to accept my body at 168 pounds, I wanted God to show me I could not love myself. I needed a higher power to love me. I needed freedom from my thinking. So I joined OA because my obsession did revolve around dieting. My self-loathing revolved around dieting. The pain I would cause myself by overeating was insane.
So my sponsor, I was not willing to weigh and measure. My sponsor, God bless her, was willing to go through the big book with me. And that's what we did. We went through the instructions in the big book. I was willing to give up some, what I've heard in these rooms called red light foods. I didn't have that term at the time. I was willing to do that. I was willing to give up a couple of uh, red light behaviors, no more eating in the car. Before program, I was quite sure that I was going to die from eating in the car. Sounds funny now. It is funny. But I really thought that was going to be my death. I was going to be food all over me. And that was going to cause me the distraction in the car. I was willing to give that up. I can tell you this, that God has increased my program, my food plan since being in. Um, I love myself through God's love. I no longer feel good hurting myself with food. I bring more consciousness to my eating through working the steps, through starting every day in prayer and meditation as the 11th step instructs us. So I have been, I do have a reprieve based on daily maintenance. My relapse that happened a few weeks ago because I didn't do the daily maintenance. I was on vacation. <clears throat> so I do have a reprieve and I am free. It is, it is quite a miracle that I do not obsess about food anymore. It is not a matter of um, deprivation as diets I always saw them as. It is a matter of love. It is a matter of wanting my connection with God and you all. It's not a matter of not having. It's a matter of having more, having everything, having all of life, having a connection. So with that, with the great gifts of the program, that's what brings me to abstinence, not deprivation, not holding back. This part that we just read today uh, the 11th step promises. My understanding is that we most often read ninth step or 10th step promises, but that every step comes with promises. So the 11th step promises that we just read, we are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, worry self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. <clears throat> we do not tire so easily, but we're not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. Those are the promises that come true for me. Right before those promises, it says, thy will be done. That's our higher power. To me, to me, higher power, I do use the word God for convenience. And it tells me in the big book that God is everything. So whatever word you use for God, that's my God too. God is everything. And to me, God is love. And it ends up, that's what I was looking for in the food all the time. I was looking for love. I would stand and open the fridge and say, mm, what do I want? And I didn't, I, maybe you've had this experience too, where you open up the fridge and it's like, it's, it's, you're hungry, but you're, it's not in there. And damn right, it wasn't in there. It's not in the refrigerator. Thank God for this fellowship, for this difficulty, for this self-loathing, because it brought me to the search for a higher power, which I was not raised with. I was not raised with humility. I was not raised with a higher power. So I did come into the program 
with the gift of desperation, G-O-D, and just ready to surrender. If I had to be 168 pounds, let it be. Just let me not spend more days in self-loathing. When I'm in self-loathing, I couldn't love my family properly. I was with my family, always needing love from them. I needed them to fill that hole. I needed the food to fill that hole. I need you guys to fill that hole. I'm worrying I'm not performing well. No more. My life is about service. Service for higher power. Service for higher power. Then I have a purpose. Then I have worth. I have something to share. I have found love in this program. I have found the miracle of abstinence. Janie B could never diet. I don't diet. I'm free. I'm telling you I am free. Not cocky. Not fearful. This is true. Both of those. Miraculously free through higher power because I do this work. That's my job is to do the work. God is bringing the abstinence to me. Right before I read the promises, the sentence before was, thy will be done. Maybe it's from the Bible. I'm not a Bible person, so I'm sorry, but I know it's often said, thy will, not mine, be done. I love that I'm asked to read from this part of the big book because this sentence just says, thy will be done. And that's what I say. I've spent a lifetime of trying to eradicate myself. Acceptance is the answer to all my problems. Even my own ego, I have to stop by. Just exchange that's your ego. I don't have to identify with it, but I have to see it, name it, be honest, and bring some compassion to my ego. I need about compassion. About five more minutes, to, but don't worry if Bless. you go a little. Bless you. Thank you, Marla. Thank you for your service. So I just say that I will be done. I'm tired of negating myself. I've done that. It didn't work. And then I heard in these rooms and maybe from one of you, thy will be done. May my will and thy be one. A little poem and it works. I seek to be in alignment with thy will, not to negate mine, but to align it. And when I say the prayer that way, it reminds me not only that I'm not in charge, that there's a higher power running the show, thank God, and that it's my job to get in alignment with that, and I will find peace there. I am letting go of self-loathing. There is no purpose for it. The instructions in the big book after the 10th step, we're now in the 11th step in this reading. It tells me to be very careful not. It gives you all the instructions, but then it says, but, the big but. And what I've learned is that the word but kind of negates everything that came before. Oh, I want to come to your party, but. So, but. so the but in the 10th step instruction says, do not slip into um, morbid thinking, something like close to the page open it. Do not slip into, be careful not to slip into more. So I do my 10th step daily. I tell the truth on myself. Where was I selfish? Yeah, every single day I'm selfish. My ego hasn't let go yet. Where was I selfish? But I follow the instructions. I do not slip into morbid reflection. Write it down. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to align with higher power. I forgive you and I love you, Janie. You're human. No better, no worse right in the middle of the herd, selfish, fearful, 
Did I do harm to anyone? Make sure you make that amends as quickly as possible. I have instructions for all of my human defects. It's such a peaceful way to live. I'm really grateful for these instructions. I would like to get back to my vanity. I came into the room for sanity. I was willing to stay at that weight and wanted peace. I really wasn't willing to stay at that weight, but I came in desperate and, you know, I, I didn't have the willingness within, but I just wanted to stop hating. So I thought, oh my God, if I really surrender, I am going to weigh more, you know, because I wanted to eat more. I didn't want to eat less. So I'm not only going to weigh 168, I'm going to, I'm going to get up there. My whole life, I was like, if I ate everything I wanted. And that was my great fear. Well, God took that from me. And in the program, I have lost 26 pounds, more or less. I weigh 142 pounds. My sponsor weighs 20 pounds less. She weighs and measures. I don't. So um, my ego would like to weigh less. This is the weight I'm at. And God did not take my vanity. God uses my vanity. I've admitted that I'm vain and God uses it. I've heard many times in my life that I was beautiful and I could never take it in. I thought, oh, you don't know my stomach. You don't know how my, this sags or that has stretch marks or how well I'm hiding everything in clothes or I couldn't, I, I just, as soon as someone would give me that compliment, my ego would scream out the self-loathing. And often I would then voice that to the other person. No, no, no. At the age of uh, coming on 65 now, I want to share with you that I am more beautiful than I've ever been in my entire life. And that God uses it because it draws people to me. People are attracted to me and I say, thank you. And I am comfortable and I'm not hiding anymore. And my beauty has, if it has to do with anything, it has to do with how God happened to do me. And the fact that I can appreciate God's gift, the beauty in me, and the beauty in you. And that there's very little separation for me these days between me and you. Very little difference. I see our commonalities. I see our hearts. I see our desire to connect, to love, and to feel worthy. And that is the basic human desire. We're all born into these human forms. And we're all seeking to learn the lessons to get back home to that essential connection with a higher power. Whatever life brings me are the lessons. And if I bring God's love to it, they can all be used to come back to that essential connection, higher power, and then with that to each other. And that is the meaning of life. So as I was so terrified that I was gonna have to give up that defect of vanity, God used it. Many other defects I have controlling, God uses it. It's not control anymore. It's service. If I'm good at something, share it. Don't connect to the outcome. Don't connect to that people listen. Don't connect to that you said to do it. Service. That's how God used my defect of control. Overly sensitive. The big book tells us us addicts are overly sensitive. 
God has used that. It is now empathetic. I don't judge my fellows anymore. I feel for you. I feel the connection. And I know often the best thing I can do is listen. I can sponsor. I don't have to be afraid anymore. Because I'm sensitive, I don't have to self-protect and be afraid. I can use my sensitivity rather to connect and be of service. I urge you all to follow these, as it says in the end of the reading here, it works. It really works. And then we always add, it works if you work it. I have to do the work. I have to do the work. The outcome comes from God. The effort comes from me. And it also says we're undisciplined. I told you I was a terrible, I was terribly undisciplined. I had no discipline as a child, a lot of, a lot of neglect. God does discipline me. I see that now. On my relapses, God disciplined me. I, if they were, I won't even call them relapses. They were slips. God disciplined me, and I am back. A loving God. Loving parents do discipline. Loving God does discipline. I have found the love through God's discipline that I have been seeking and through God's love and through God's gifts. I find it everywhere in the lessons and in the gifts. So I'll leave with back to the reading to prompt. I mean, I know shares are open, but maybe to prompt the share. It says, as we go through the day, we pause. And unfortunately, I didn't get to speak about my meditation practice. I start every morning in an open meditation, open to all you fellows. I'll put my info in the chat. Feel free to contact me. I'll share the, the uh, info for the morning meditation that we do. It's for all fellowships. A lot of sex and love addicts there. So beware when, what, what you, when the room you're coming into. We're fun. We only share affirmations. We stay in the solution. We don't really share the story in, that, in the meditation. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. This has been the most helpful of all the instructions for me. And ask for the right thought or action. So my question to you to, to sort of prompt sharing is how do you pause? What have you found works for pausing when you can catch yourself either addictively, compulsively eating, compulsively thinking? What is your method to pause? How do you find the pause for relief from compulsion and addiction? Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you for being part of my recovery. Much love.